I do appreciate you letting me talk this long, though. <laughs> I try to find a little humor and everything. All right. Well, listen, you're you're a nice guy, and I think that you're you've got the kind of attitude that would cause people to say, "Well, uh, I I would enjoy being around that guy," you know, as far as that goes. But again, what I've pointed out to you in so many ways is that your decision not to be vaccinated, for example, uh, is certainly your prerogative. But the problem that comes up is when you want to go and participate with other people who have been vaccinated and to say to those people, hey, you know, uh, uh, to heck with you. I'm going to come to the concert. I'm going to come to the ball game. I'm going to go sit in the restaurant and uh, I'm going to stand by you, whatever, in line if you're in a theater ticket office or whatever. And uh, I may be uh, inclined to pass this on to you, but that's your hard luck. And that's where the problem exist and that's where the animosity is coming up here in the in the, uh, the subject area of the vaccine is that a lot of these people who uh, have this hard-headed attitude that they're not going to get the vaccine and I, I agree if you're a hermit out in the middle of nowhere that's your business but the problem is when you go and associate with other people and it's possible that you're a carrier it's certainly more likely that you're going to get the disease if you're unvaccinated. And I'll tell you what, these people who are depending on cigarettes, on camels or viceroys to keep them safe, I think that they are uh, uh, they are barking up the wrong tree as far as that goes. Uh, but some people have that attitude. I'm sure there's people out here that says, uh, I believe that, Fate will determine if the good Lord wants you to get this disease, he'll, you're going to get it. And if he wants to protect you, then uh, they may inject you with the, the virus and you're still going to be safe. A lot of people will, uh, not a lot, but some people feel that way. But I would also say that a lot of people, even religious people, will say that the good Lord gave you a brain and uh, the good Lord expects you to look out for yourself and to make smart decisions rather than think that way now that's kind of the way i see it but we've got this problem and what really makes it uh, complicated is that we have legislators that we send to little rock and other states send to their capital who are appealing to that 20 percent of people who feel like this last caller and those people who are anti-vaccination and these legislators are saying man if i can keep those people on my side that's like having a wind, a tailwind, when I head down toward re-election. And I'm just saying that we need people making decisions that are smart based on what is good for the overall well-being of humanity. Uh, all right, let's get some calls on here. Local line, this is Party Line. Good morning. Good morning, Colonel. How are you? Doing good, doing good. You know, before I get started, I want to say something. I'm 55 years old, and when I was a kid, I always heard Democrats say that they did not agree with what you were saying, but they would die to make sure that you could say it. And I never hear Democrats say that anymore. And on the vaccine, hey, I am vaccinated. Okay, I don't think the government has the right to take away my liberty because I might get you sick. Now, if I knew for a fact, that I was going to get you sick 
then the liberty is no longer there. But you can't take it away on a mic. Well, uh, see, a lot of people would push back on that because, you know, when you when you say that that you have the right to affect the health and well-being of other people, then uh, I think you're crossing the line. I really do. And it's not a matter of the government trying to be dictatorial, you although you may construe it to be that way. It's the way I look at it. It's the government saying to people, hey, you have an obligation to help control this spread of this disease that has killed 700,000 people, that uh, buried a lady in uh, Kerm country just over the last few days, 34 years of age. You know, a lot of people early on said, well, it's only going to affect the older people who have underlying conditions. Then there's people that said, well, it's hardly a problem for kids. But we've learned that hey, that's just not the case, people of all ages. And I submit to you, now you may push back on this, you may not agree with this, but I believe that there's a far there's far more people than 700,000 that have died. I think a lot of people have died from this disease that were not uh, diagnosed with the disease. So, it, but even at 700,000, that is colossal. That is, that is amazing. And again, if the majority of people who are dying or like this lady who uh, had not been vaccinated, doesn't that tell you, doesn't that ring a bell? I think it does It does to me. But again, we have this quirk in our thinking in the United States that somehow we have the right to do whatever we want. And yet I'm going to point out one more thing here, and I don't want to open a can of worms here this morning, but a lot of people who will tell me exactly what this last caller said, I believe I've got the right to uh, do what I want to do, even if it's going to uh, affect other people. Those same people will tell you, while you don't want anybody to tell you to do certain things, you've got the right to tell some lady what she's got to do with her body. It's just that simple. Now, is that consistent or is that inconsistent, folks, whether you agree or disagree with the subject matter? Isn't that inconsistent thinking to say, uh, don't tell me to take the vaccine, even if I'm going to affect somebody else. But I've got the right to tell Miss So-and-so over here in Lowell or someplace, uh, you're pregnant, you're going to be that way. You're going to have to deliver that child, etc. Let's go this time to the watch line. This is Party Line. Good morning. Oh, yeah. Hey, Colonel. Yes, yeah, this is David out in San Francisco. Yeah. Hey, I'm glad you took that uh, strong position on the uh, vaccines and whatnot. I, I tell you, a friend of mine out here uh, is also an anti-vaxxer, and he's sort of, uh, he's not only proud of it, he's sort of famous. Uh, he, Kangas, uh, uh, Paul Kangas, his wife just came down with it, and she died about six days ago now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he was ranting at me six months ago about how COVID uh, doesn't kill anybody that uh, has type O blood. And, and his wife, yeah, and his wife doesn't have type O blood, so he's out running around. He was diagnosed with it, and he apparently, you know, gave it to his wife, and she's dead now. And he's trying to come up with some way of saying that the hospital murdered her Boy. instead of uh, taking a, you know, a free vaccine. 
just amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the delusional aspect of it. Uh, uh, I, have you heard of the Dirty Dozen? Well, I've heard of that expression, but I don't know what you're talking about in well, this Well, they're case. saying that about two-thirds of the bad messaging about COVID are coming from about 12 people. Wow. And they're, they're Bobby Kennedy Jr. is one of them. Dr. Mercola, uh, there's some uh, lady, uh, good tree or some, some kind of tree. And uh, uh, all of these people are just constantly saying masks don't work, uh, the vaccine's going to you know, sneak up behind you and bite you on the butt. And they're always just lying about it. And there are a lot of people doing studies now about uh, who's profiteering from this. And uh, I've, I actually thought from, from the start, since Trump, Donald Trump was a real estate broker, he knows that the best way to get land is when somebody's buried in medical debt. So you don't even have to kill them. You just put them on a ventilator for a week and they're going to be stuck with a $100,000 medical bill. And they'll usually get to sell the back 40 or the whole house. And uh, and so Trump's dad probably knew that before he was born. So the whole idea of letting an epidemic go bad so you could scoop up land by the, you know, the, uh, what's the biggest uh, quantity of land grant, you know. And, and the idea that these guys would intentionally profiteer. Uh, oh, and one other deal I was going to, is kind of a, one of those sick ironies. You know, these guys, they're like Kangas, who claims that his type O blood is going to keep him alive forever, so to speak. Uh, the, they say if you take that ivermectin, it'll make you sterile. <laughs> so if these guys think that they're going to be some master race surviving by taking ivermectin, they're going to sterilize themselves. So there's some irony for you. All right. Well, hey, good to hear from you in California, by golly. Uh, that just goes to show that our Internet uh, stream is, is out there. And I hope that a lot of you folks who have relatives in other states will uh, tell them to tune in and participate in our show. Uh, this is Party Line. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Colonel. I want to thank you for your encouragement every day for people to get vaccinated and you and i are fully vaccinated we've had our two shots we are eagerly awaiting our booster whenever that's authorized for us and uh, i want to thank uh, um your caller from california who called in right. and uh, spoke about the dirty dozen and I'm going to try to look that up and see who they are. Uh, and then I want to thank Roger, who called in yesterday and gave information about the medical bankruptcies uh, due to people getting sick with COVID and running up a big hospital and doctor bill. And uh, I, I would hope that Roger might consider calling in tomorrow and repeating that information because when there is a death of a parent like you've been discussing today uh there, there's a lot there's terrible hurt and those little children lost their mother and um no telling what kind of hospital bills they have run up 
that will be on their record, will that family lose their home? Is that just what kind of situation will they be in? So anyway, keep encouraging vaccination. The vaccine is not perfect, but it is a good defense against this terrible virus. And we we might still, those of us that are vaccinated, we could still come in contact with the virus, especially from unvaccinated who just happen to breathe on us. Because, you know, when we talk to one another, we do breathe on one another. If you and I were to talk, I would be inhaling your breath as you exhaled. We breathe one another's exhalations. We breathe in. So someone that is not vaccinated won't wear a mask. He's breathing on me. And um, um, so he's kind of, you know, his freedom ends where my nose begins. (laughs) That's what my dad used to say. So anyway, those of us that are vaccinated... Should we encounter the virus, we're going to have a we're more apt to have the defense and uh, to not have a bad case of the COVID. If we catch that COVID and we're vaccinated, the virus tends to stay in the nose and not go down in the lungs. So our lungs are better protected. That's my understanding of how the vaccine works against the virus is that it gives us it gives our lungs considerable protection. So anyway, keep encouraging and so sorry about that lady who passed away from it and her little children. That's awfully young to die from from the virus. Thank you for your program. Well, thank you, ma'am. I, I think what we ought to do, just a real quick recap here. Uh, I have seen demonstrations uh, which show the amount of vapor that goes out into a room when somebody speaks. And, for example, if they sneeze, it's a little more. If they cough, it's a little more. If they sing, it's a little bit more. And uh, if they shout, it's a little bit more. Now, I think that what uh, the layman out here ought to understand is that the, the mask itself does not protect you from the uh, virus. It is so small, it'll penetrate the mask. But what the mask is intended to do and does, it reduces the, the extent to which the vapor, when you talk, sing, or, or holla, it uh, limits that from going out. It doesn't go out near as far. So that's the purpose of the mask, as, as I understand it. Now, there are certain types of masks that that are, you know, high-powered that uh, that you could wear that would prevent you from from the virus itself. For example, in the military, we had gas masks that would keep people from uh, from having the gas penetrate into their nose, as far as that goes. One other thing, coronavirus deaths in Russia hit a record for the third time this month yesterday, and daily news in the new infections once again exceeded 25,000, a surge that comes as vaccination rates in the country remain low and the government shuns 
imposing tough restrictions to stem the spread. So many people in America, I guess, feel like we ought to do as Russia does and don't require people to get vaccinated. And that's, uh, I guess, a matter of a personal personal opinion. On the watch line, this is Party Line. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? It's Jim, the truck driver. Doing well. Good, good, good. Hey, I wanted to tell you uh, about something. Uh, a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in quite a while, uh, we had kept in contact by text message and email and whatnot, but I hadn't seen him in probably about six months, uh, come by my house last night. And, I, you know, I know that he is an anti-vaxxer. And so instead of allowing him in the house, I just grabbed some lawn chairs and we set out on the driveway and we talked for about an hour last night and it was really a good insight into these anti-vaxxers what they're what they're thinking uh i've got to tell you that now this man uh this friend of mine he's 57 years old and he dropped out of school at the eighth in the eighth grade and you know that's some folks do that. I'm not putting him down for that or anybody else who's dropped out of school. But he has convinced himself that he now knows more than doctors and scientists about this vaccine. And uh, it was just sad talking to him. I mean, the man is he's totally gone. He was he was upset with me that I had shared on uh, social media the sedition hunters, which are people that have not been arrested for their participation in January 6th, uh, it, it shows their pictures. And if you know this person, you can call. And, you know, and he was upset with me about that. And then he got to talking about how Trump's going to be reinstated any day now. And, you know, this, this used to be such a great guy and such fun to be around. And this cult, this Q cult, this act, this Trump cult, this anti-vax cult has taken this man from what he used to be uh, to someone I don't recognize anymore. And I just thought it was one of the saddest things. I was I, when he left, I just it really brought a tear to my eye because I just didn't know him anyway anymore. And it was just the saddest thing I'd ever seen. But uh, also wanted to tell you that I got my booster shot day before yesterday. I'm feeling great. I had uh, a sore arm for about 24 hours afterwards. But other than that, I'm feeling fine. So anybody that's fully vaccinated, thinking about that booster, go get it when you can. And, Colonel, I hope you have a good day. Well, thank you. Always enjoy hearing from the trucker from Springfield uh, Missouri, who listens in to our to our program, and uh, now the colonel will get his booster whenever it becomes available. I have the Moderna vaccine, and that booster has not been uh, uh, allocated yet, I don't think. And uh, so the, now the Johnson, the Pfizer vaccine, a lot of the people are now getting their booster, and uh, I, I think that's commendable. And and I, again, I'm going to say that. If you don't get vaccinated, I'm very, very hopeful, and I pull for you that uh, that you don't get sick, that you don't uh, have a problem with it. But again, when I hear stories like Sarah Scott told this morning about the 34-year-old lady, the mother of two children, and what happened there, and the 
fact that they were burying her this past week, uh, hey, it uh, breaks your heart, you know, to hear this. And you see so many examples of this, and yet there are people who carry on just like this last caller's a friend there who uh, talked about that. And, you know, there there's just some things that, uh, you know, that just don't pass the, the smell test. Uh, local line, this is Party Line. Good morning. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Yes. Uh, I'm calling. I heard your fellow from San Francisco, and uh, I was most interested in his call in that uh, he talked about a friend that wouldn't listen. We have smoke in California from the fires we have out here. Right. And uh, our problem is that we have people who who also vape, maybe even smoke cigarettes yet. Yeah. We don't understand that aerosol from the cigarettes, from the vaping, that's a respiratory disease causation potential. And then when you have the smoke on top of it, that also is a respiratory disease potential. And then you have COVID. Now, on the particulate in the smoking of cigarettes or vaping or the fire uh, smoke from the forest burnings and the homes burnings and all the contaminants within, where is it that we don't have a better consciousness on prevention in the sense of wearing masks to prevent the inhalation and the bioaccumulation of these toxins, as well as preventing the aerosol that's created in the COVID extraction of our breath? Mm -hmm. Right in California, they're talking about some of the cities cutting back on using masks internally. When you go into a restaurant, when you go into a particular place, I know it's hard to eat with a mask, but I see big ball games, all kinds of things. People aren't wearing masks. All this will build up. There will be a bioaccumulation of the disease, yes, maybe at a low level that you don't have a symptom, but it's that low level that's transmittable to other individuals, children and so forth, who have yet to be vaccinated. Where is the unity of consciousness we're in a war here for survival. Right. Sir, I relate that to almost as if there's a battle out there, and it's an energy that's, that's consuming the consciousness of humanity to a degree where people lose track of their own self-preservation or their own families or community, which sustains their life by the support system we have here. Right. Can you tell me about that, sir? All right. Hey, I'm curious. Uh, what you say is very impressive to me. Uh, where are you calling from this morning? I'm calling from a place called Hamilton Field. It still has some uh, military on it, but mostly it's closed down and been redeveloped in Northern California, which is maybe uh, 35 or so miles out of north of San Francisco. Well, listen, I'm I'm pleased that you called, and I wish I had the expertise and the knowledge to uh, to address what you say. But this was a very impressive caller, very uh, articulate, and uh, seems like he is. uh, uh, scientifically sound here as far as uh, what he says about smoking and all of that but uh, you know we we have people that that are are uh, putting themselves in harm's way with the things they do and say and and how they operate all right we got about three minutes left let's get back to the phones this is party line good morning 
Good morning, Colonel. Jim down in Fayetteville. I hope you're doing all right today. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I want to compliment you again on being such a, uh, a bright light amongst all of us out here and, and for doing everything that you do, sir. We all, I hope we all appreciate it. I sure do. Uh, I just, uh, I'm a veteran, as I've said before, um, Air Force 73 to 77. My dad and his brothers, they were World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. Uh, my cousins, et cetera, through the family, we've all been military people, or uh, a lot of us have anyway. And I remember back in boot camp, you know, when you when you enlist, you go in there and you roll up both sleeves at one one point of that, and they get you with needles on both sides as you walk down the assembly line, so to speak. And you don't say, "Oh well, what's that?" or "I don't want that." You just you, you take your vaccinations as prescribed by the military, and there's no argument about it, and there's no discussion about it, and uh, it's that's just part of uh, uh, doing your service. And well, like I say, being a patriot. Uh, I'm a I'm a red, white, blue, uh, uh, United States of America type person, but I'm also a, a globalist in that uh, God created all of us. One side is turned to the other. He created all of us. We we uh, since the Tower of Babel, I guess all we do, and we get worse all the time, we scream and holler at one another, and blah blah blah. And Lord knows these days that's that's as bad as it's ever been. It's getting worse all the time. Uh, uh, I'm just rambling on a little bit, and I'm going to get off here. But, you know, just uh, – and I'm never up early enough to listen to your uh, your uh, breakfast show, but I know you have trivia questions from time to time. And I would ask you this, sir, uh, just maybe one of these days a good trivia question was uh, – uh, and it was mentioned by a caller the other day, but what president uh, started the EPA? And uh, back in those days, back in the 70s, we had what we called the super fund. Uh, and uh, the very first super fund was very close uh, to us right here, right in your exactly. listening audience. And I – uh, you may be aware of it. The town's not even there anymore. Uh, a tornado took out what was left of it, but it was already pretty much gone. The Superfund and the cleanup didn't really work, and and so uh, uh, the uh, the reservoir, the underground water reservoir, uh, goes into uh, 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 Grand Lake, et cetera. And uh, uh, I have uh, I worked out in the uh, uh, panhandles of uh, Oklahoma uh, back in the oil field days, back in the 80s, and the old Gala Reservoir out there. Those ranchers out there say, "Yeah, we go about 300 feet to get it now." And it used to uh, we used to hit it at 100. So our water is depleting, and and globally speaking, uh, I know we got so much on the plate these days. But uh, keep in mind, Beaver Lake's uh, uh, being uh, being utilized a lot with all the growth, and I hope it never turns into a let's say a pond, so to speak. Uh, but the first super fun was was real near real nearby and if you research that i think you find it fascinating and once again god bless you and thank you for your program sir yeah and i think uh, i appreciate that call and i think that uh, steve was uh, instrumental in helping get some money to clean up the nuclear reactor down at uh, uh, that was out from fayetteville a little bit i think about 20 million dollars and i know the chancellor at the university told me that was a very important uh, assistance for them and on that note we've run out of time uh, and we appreciate all those calls from California this morning. Boy, it's not every day you get two of your callers from uh, California. But uh, that happened today, and we, we love that. Take care. Have a great day. And remember, agree or disagree, we're going to be friends. Take care. Have a great day. We love you.